There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This week on Pop Gays, we talk free Britney, JK, transphobia rolling, and falling in love with straight Woo! people. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Gays, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jordan, you were saying you have strangers in your backyard. What's going on? I don't think they saw me, but they were like coming through, they're like pointing at stuff in our front yard. And like, we have some plants out there because we put them out for sunlight, but it's fucking me. The reason I always get really self-conscious because like everybody on our street, we live in like a, like a wealthy suburb. Oh, which suburb? Um, which suburb? <laughs> which suburb? I'm, I'm in the Stonington Council. Oh, honey. Wow. Um, These are the motherfuckers who went to Aspen and brought back Corona. That's (laughs) that's what's going on here. But like our street is like a dead end street and everybody like hangs out together. Everybody's like very successful. And then there's like us, like four people living in a two bedroom place being like, hey, actually it turns out that this place is really cheap rent considering the tram line is just there. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're always ready for us to like have parties or like fuck up. I feel like they're always like, oh would it do you guys have anything planned this weekend it's like no we're in lockdown but i feel like they're just like always ready to just call the cops on us and we're not even that young (laughs) (laughs) to them you are anything below 40 they're like oh my use (laughs) motherfuckers but they are gone but yeah it was weird i was actually talking about this with um my girlfriend the other day of like wanting to move because we're like there's just no gays here there's no gays and there probably are there's definitely south side gays do you guys use the phrase south side gays often i do and i wouldn't go down <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very like paran pool vibes yeah um yeah yeah paran pool i work on chapel street so i am very very familiar with the south side gays they yes. frequent at work a lot it's it's a it's a whole time. It, yes, it truly is. And it's a different thing. These are like corporate gays. These are the gays who like as soon as like queer marriage came through, they were like, well, I guess I can vote liberal now. <laughs> oh, my God. My dating profile used to say Android users, men and south side dwellers swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, just get it straight out the gate. I love it. <laughs> get out. People would message me and be like, oh, I live south side. Why is that a problem? And I'd be like, the Uber is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you even have to ask is the problem. You were living in a 5K radius of your home even before lockdown. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for that because my girlfriend lives like two kilometers away. But had she lived further away, no way. We would have <laughs> been so sad. <laughs> You can't do long distance, 5Ks? I could never do long distance. I hate that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just break up and like find someone new. I agree. Even though like... It would really hurt. Yeah. It would really hurt, but I'm still very much like, what are you doing? Who is this for? 
especially yeah. people who aren't married. It feels strange to be discussing this over a long distance podcast, but <laughs> there's no, nothing like human contact. And I am such a physical kind of, yes, like in terms of like the love languages, like physical touch is hugely important for me. Mm. And I, I would just go out of my freaking mind. Do you guys know what your love languages are? Yes. Memes. <laughs> <laughs> send me memes and i'll be happy the elusive sixth love language <laughs> you said that Aurelia, like a year nine student playing juliet in a play you were like send me memes and i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely like romantic yeah that was beautiful <laughs> maybe my love language is memes as well i think my love language now is tiktok <laughs> oh god well enjoy it while you can because that love language is not <laughs> Not long for this world. But now there's Instagram Reels, which is the same thing. Yes. But it's so much harder to edit than TikTok. I tried making one yesterday because I, I was like, you know, this is our chance. We didn't go viral on TikTok. But we can go viral <laughs> on Reels. We're doing it today. We're doing it. And my girlfriend got really pissed off because she was like, is this a marketing ploy? <laughs> I have been living for the memes about Instagram stealing and destroying all the other apps, like how it like absorbed Vine and Snapchat into its algorithm with stories and movable posts and that kind of stuff. And now it's come for TikTok with Reels. I reckon they churned that shit out in like a week. I reckon Trump made that announcement and they were just like, quick, just come up with some shitty equivalent. It doesn't even have to be good. We're just going to stomp the market. I love it. And I reckon they paid a bunch of, because I see people on Reels that are a big, that are big on TikTok. I reckon they messaged those people up front and gave them like a breakdown of how to use it and paid them to yes. like content up as well. Legit. Yes. A friend of mine, she's an actual like TikTok influencer. Like, and she is now on reels, but like her reels are like really high quality. And like, she seems like very ready for it. So I reckon mm. you're right, Aurelia. I reckon they were given a, a guideline mm. almost. I want a guideline. I want like a step-by-step. <laughs> how to be... <laughs> someone helped me get viral i made a tiktok like a week ago that i was like this will go viral and i think i got 12 likes what was it 12 whole people 12 people it was like a a moment from real housewives of beverly hills (gasps) oh my god which moment i've been watching bevs what is what oh my god it's so good it was a a reunion special where um who's the guy is his name andy cohen is he the guy who hosts the reunion yeah he is a sociopath Oh, hardcore. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. And now he's like friends with them all. At the start, the first couple of reunions, he's like, I'm a host. Let's like make this work. Whereas now he's like, oh, I got a birthday present from you. It was nice to see you on Friday. Like, yeah. He's actually in with the girls. But he was reading out all the things that have been said about Camille Grammer, who used to be married to Kelsey Grammer. She's a very controversial housewife, to say the least. Iconic. And he's literally just reading out like, liar, bitch. Uh, yes i remember this and he was like homewrecker bimbo slut bitch (laughs) (laughs) these are all words like just like the worst words and she's just sitting there it just flashes between like him and her and she's just like nodding her head agreeing agreeing yeah truly oh Oh my god it's so he has absolutely no tact it's almost too much for me like every time i watch the reunion i'm like oh my god and he is such a sociopath this is horrible the way he treats these women is deplorable i'm never watching the show again but then i'll see the like promo for the next season and like all the drama that goes down and last time it happened i gasped so much that i got the hiccups (laughs) oh my god They truly trap you as well. When I watch Beverly Hills, I'm like, guys, can't you just get along? Like, can we just have one dinner where everybody gets along? And then if they do have a dinner or a lunch where everybody gets along, I'm like, you're boring. Yeah, this is (laughs) shit. A hundred percent. So with the Housewives series, would you say you have to start at the first season or does it not really matter? For Beverly Hills, I definitely would just because that first season is so iconic. It's on Netflix as well. Like one and two are on Netflix. Is that the one with um, Bella Hadid's mom? Yes. 
Yolanda. Yolanda. I haven't seen um, obviously a lot of it, but I've seen this like five minute compilation of her talking to her daughters and it's yeah. just so toxic. She's like, yeah, yeah. are you eating that? And I'm like, wow, that's your mom. What the fuck? I was shook. Yeah, she's um, a strange one. What seasons is Yolanda in? Because I only watched one and two and then went straight to nine and ten. <laughs> what? Oh my God, no. You need to go back. It's good. I'll give you my Hey You subscription. Oh my God, you have to. <laughs> Also, have you seen Gigi Hadid's house and how badly it got roasted? Because it's yes. so ugly. It is disgusting. <laughs> oh my I God. couldn't believe it. Because she has like aesthetic when she dresses herself. So you assume, but money doesn't give you taste. It looks like kindergarten, like macaroni art. The giant pen leaning against the guest bedroom. What's it's up? disgusting. <laughs> it looks like like a 13-year-old who like went on an excursions room with like shit that she like stole from the gift store. I watched a, another like compilation video on YouTube of like all the houses in Beverly Hills Housewives and they're all like these like McMansions, like Lisa Vanderpump's house is just pink everywhere and like all the doors are like glass doors and I'm just like, I can't, like you have all the money in the world and you got a giant pen, Bella Hadid? Like, <laughs> is it Bella or Gigi? It was Gigi. Gigi. It was yeah. Gigi, yeah. yeah. Um, I also find it interesting that she's pregnant and she's like my age. She's about to have a baby. It's like so exciting. I can't wait to see the baby. <laughs> wait, did you not notice? I didn't know that she was pregnant. She's pregnant with Zayn Malik's baby. Are they dating? From One Direction. They've been oh a my couple god. on and off for years. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That is incredible. Yeah. They're going to have a hot kid. Oh like my god. Gross, yes. Hot and rich. Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I was just stalking Bella Hadid mm-hmm. because she posted a story and I think an actual post of like her calling out cops for not wearing masks. I saw yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, bitch, like, get it. <laughs> Call them out. Yeah, I'm generally obsessed with celebrities that are like around my age and what they're doing and their houses and their lives. I watched this really great HBO documentary about child stars as well, which was like the, there were all these like kids who like are about our age now, but then they, they started out. You forget that people started so young, like even Scarlett Johansson, like I don't think of her as the child star, but she's been like working since she was six years old. And they took like one of the guys featured in it was the kid from ET. And like he talks about his like fucked relationship with his mother because like he just kept getting pushed to do these like movies that were like not great. And the kid who Will Wheaton, who ended up on Star Trek, but he also was in he's one of the boys in Stand By Me. And he talks about how it like ruined his life for a while and like going from a working kid actor to being like a child star. And I was just because I when I was little, I used to watch those things and be like, those guys, they got the life. Me too. In ET, there's baby Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh, what Drew Barrymore? Can we talk about someone who has like fallen off the rails and then like truly picked themselves back up and become a wholesome celebrity? I, I stand her. She's, we stand. Yeah, absolutely. When I was little, I remember I was at primary school and like because I would always hang out with the girls and someone was like, "Who's your favorite Charlie's Angel?" And I was like, "Barry Drewmore." <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> that fucking works. Uh, yeah. That'd be a good drag king name. Yes. Yes. Write that down. I'm saving that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen the new Charlie's Angels? No. It doesn't look that good. Yeah. It's not good, but it is enjoyable. I would say that I will watch a movie just to see, like, actors look like they're having a good time. And Kristen Stewart looks like she's having a good time. She's just being gay. And we've never seen her do that on screen before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's the best acting she's ever done. Like, she's so good in it. Well, we've seen her be gay, but we've never seen her enjoy herself. Like, in Twilight, (laughs) she's just like, kill me. (laughs) I feel so sorry for the Twilight cast. Like, I think you could be the greatest actor in the world and you'd be absolutely shat on by the editing. No one hates Twilight like the cast of Twilight. (laughs) Also, speaking of Twilight, a new book came out. Yes. Midnight (gasps) Sun from Edward's Perspective. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we sold it at work and th- we had like, and this is, this was the first day of lockdown. Um, so for those who are like listening, you know, 
in the future. We're currently in like complete stage four lockdown in Melbourne. Like all retail has been closed, but our business is still doing like contactless pickup for emergencies and essentials. And I have had at least two dozen on that first day pick up midnight fucking sun. Only essentials, honey. Only essentials. Dally, I might have to come in and get that. <laughs> really? I want to read it. I kind of want to read it as well. I'm not going to lie. I've seen someone read out like the start of it and it's just so pretentious. Is that- and it's like this thick. Like it's real beefy as well. I saw, saw a tweet today that said, why didn't the vampires and Twilight stop the Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That is fucking true. Where were you then, Volturi? (laughs) (laughs) Where the fuck was Jasper? Yeah. Wasn't Jasper like, he was a fucking um, confederate. (laughs) Oh my God, he was. Yeah, that's his like story. He was a confederate soldier. um, And like every like 15 year old girl was like, yes, Jasper. (laughs) I fucking, did you guys like Twilight? Not at all. <laughs> I had to watch it in secret because my mum, I grew up to have a witness, so I wasn't allowed to oh watch anything like that. And then I, I was also not uh, like allowed to visit other like kids a lot. But when I did, I'd be like, can we watch insert whatever I wasn't allowed to watch? And they'd be like, do like sure. a year's worth of like naughty viewing in one night. Exactly. Oh my God. So were you sneaking it in at like people's houses, like leaving home to go watch Twilight? Yeah. Well, also the other thing was like um, where we lived was this little village with like 1200 people and I had like literally no friends. And all my friends lived like 10 or 15 kilometers away and we didn't have a car. (laughs) So the only way for me to visit them would be saying we have a school project that I need to work on with them and I go home with them after school. Oh, the sneak attack. Nice. Hell yeah. (laughs) Nothing will stand in the way of Aurelia and her content. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight. Must always consume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I remember being, because I was a huge like Harry Potter obsessives and it was sort of around that time where um, Robert Pattinson was playing Cedric and then he left to go pay. I mean, he died in Harry Potter, so it's not like he had to like. <laughs> he did leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but on his own choice, he left yeah. um, to go to Twilight. And there was all that people comparing Harry Potter to Twilight during that time. And I was like, don't you dare compare Harry fucking Potter to Twilight. Like I was just like that kid. Yeah. So it kind of got in the way of me embracing the campness of it. Cause like nowadays current me thinks it's incredible. Yeah. It's so good. I was a Twilight girl in year, like, cause it came out when I was like in year eight, which was like peak horniness, like, <laughs> peak horniness plus peak frigidness. Like the two were just outrageous. And I was so obsessed with it. I was obsessed with Edward. My friend, Anna, who I, I live with now, we're still friends. We were like Twilight girls. She used to leave her window open for Edward to come in. Oh, during the my night. God. Just to be like coming. And we were like, it was like this level of, I carry the same like irony with literally everything I do, but I feel like Twilight started it where I was like lolling about Twilight and how shit it was, but also very obsessed with it and knew all yeah. the ins and outs and obsessed with the cast and all that. It was, it's the same as like, like the same irony that I watched Teen Mom and Beverly Hills Housewives yes. with <laughs> now. But like I I truly, I think I did, I did really enjoy the writing and I enjoyed the character relationships and stuff like that. I got super frustrated because I never fucked. I was like, you gotta, please. <laughs> like, there was one bit that I thought was so sexy that like upon reflection is so fucking creepy. It's a bit where Bella cries and then she says... <laughs> <laughs> she says, and Edward moved so quickly, I almost missed it, but he grabbed my tear and then licked it. Ew. And I used to be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, <laughs> this man. I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. And then. The actual, then Breaking Dawn came out. I think I only enjoyed the series because of potential sex scenes. And then Breaking Dawn came out and the scene where they had sex, they finally like get married. They go to this like beach, they go into this warm water and then it cuts to the next morning and she just wakes up. And like, it's also fucked up because she like wakes up and she's got bruises all over her and she's like, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we relate. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, and she like, and also like the whole, 
she'd forgotten about it because she was in so much like a state of pleasure that she couldn't notice that her boyfriend was actually like breaking the bed around her and like trying not to eat her because he was so turned on oh my god (laughs) but she was like in like her first time which i'm sure we all remember as being that extreme orgasm that makes you forget yeah (laughs) Mixed with cannibalism and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, like her, her Mormon values shine through in that that whole series. But don't you love that in Breaking Dawn, the directors were obviously kind of like, oh, well, we can't show them having sex. That would just be too much for our young viewers. But we will show like a twenty minute gory as fuck birthing catastrophe. <laughs> it's like, where are your priorities? Oh, yeah. oh my god! If you want to ruin your weekend, watch Breaking Dawn Part <laughs> Two. <laughs> I think that's the actual official byline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that my friend has told me about Midnight Sun was that it was supposed to come out ages ago, right? So she'd written the book a while ago. But apparently what Stephanie Meyer did was she sent like five different friends, five different versions of the first chapter or something. And then it got leaked way back when all the other books came out. But because she gave everyone different versions, she knew who leaked it. Yes, bitch. So she knew? Yeah, because the chapter, like, she'd be like, oh, that's chapter one, version three. I gave that to XYZ. That is so good. That means that she literally, like, how badly do you distrust your friends that you're like, I have to send them these fake chapters? That's great. Mm, that's, cr- I knew it got leaked, but I didn't know that she, like, knew who it was and also, like, set them up to fail. Holy shit. This is fucking crazy. <gasps> that's amazing Mm. and for and so such a shit book too (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'd love it if they did a movie version and kristen stewart played edward and robert pattinson played played bella this time around or just make it gay make it like actually full-on gay (laughs) well i'm pretty sure their books like that already because i went to the bookshop on johnson street hairs and hyenas Mm. um back when lockdown version one was just over and you could go places again and they have a whole section full of um gay and lesbian porn that's like really tacky like police officer (laughs) nurses vampires and have you ever read mills and boone books oh yeah we sell them yep so it's like mills and boone but gay (laughs) yeah Honestly, Hairs and Hyenas, what an institution. What a, a place of like queer rev- like <laughs> revolution, but also fucking Mills and Boone. Honestly, Mills and Boone's titles as well are always just so fantastic. Like whenever I see them, it's always just like the burly mind sweep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Mystic <laughs> River up mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know there's also these new, there's this app that's like Mills and Boone, but targeted at millennials like us and i briefly downloaded it when i was bored in version one of lockdown and it's like an sms style thing and it's like she's texting her friend but she thinks or she's texting a guy and he's like what are you wearing and then you tap and then it just goes in text messages back and forth and oh then it God. has like sms of what they sent i'm gonna send it to you later it's really horny that sounds so good i think i got that target advertised to me <laughs> I saw the targeted advertising and I was like, yes, Lord, download it. Yeah. <laughs> Aurelia, I can see you writing for that. Legit. 100%. Oh, my yeah. God. I would love to. Do it. Branch into a new medium. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Uh, literatica. <laughs> I have friends who don't watch porn. Like, they can't get around porn. And these are female friends as well. They just read smut. They just love smart. I love smart. It's so good. I had a period where like that was my thing. I think when you've seen so much porn that your eyes, you know, <laughs> they bleed. <laughs> I, I needed something else. So I had to sort of yes. turn to the stillness of a page of smart. I feel like there's like two different paths you go down. Like when you've seen too much porn that you start like looking for like more and more like specific kink or like more aggressive porn, which I think happens to a lot of like straight cisgendered men. But then for the rest of us, we're like, "Mm, no, I need more like emotional. (laughs) I need more of a storyline. Yeah. (laughs) I also can't take off my director hat. Like when I'm watching porn, I'm like, oh, really? Like that's your motivation? Like, yes, I don't buy it. 
I fucking love it though when I'm watching porn and I'm like, wow, this person is really natural on camera. Like I watch the scene. Most of the time I skip the scene, but sometimes I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to watch the scene before. And I'll be like, this girl's great. And I'm really (laughs) taken in by it. I'm like, she's so natural. Like she's going with her instincts. She's not really following a script. Fuck yeah. Isn't that sad that the bar is set so bad, female created (gasps) porn, that it's like, she's enjoying herself. This is like top end. Yeah. God. Yes. Oh fuck. Makes me miss Tumblr. I miss Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr was good. Mm. Tumblr was the home of fan fiction and smut. Mm-hmm. I would like simultaneously. It, I had like my smut blog, but then I also had my like Glee blogging. <laughs> <laughs> And at one point I was like a, when like Australian Brink Brother was on, I think it's on now, but I don't watch it. I was like really up in that. And I would do like episode recaps of Big Brother on Tumblr. <laughs> and I would get like thousands of reblogs. It was, it was a lot. I fucking oh. love Big Brother. I love that you did that. I, I got really into One Direction when I was like too old to be into One Direction, but I was like in year 12 and I just was needed a distraction. And I was like, I'm going to become obsessed with this boy band. And that was kind of it. And then I just did that. I don't know. Like, yeah. I wonder if it's like a unique, like queer experience, especially if you know that you're attracted to girls growing up, but you can't really identify what that feeling is. So you just find a celebrity male and latch onto it. And for me, Mm. that was fucking Niall. (laughs) Niall. (laughs) I always thought Harry was cute. Harry is the cutest, but I was going at it with the tactic of who am I more likely to be able to hook up with? Smart. And I was like, Harry's too high. Niall though, I could get on his level. (laughs) I I have a chance with Niall. So I was just obsessed with him and obsessed with One Direction. And I started reading like One Direction smart. But then I got into... Larry Stylinson. Larry Stylinson. I mean, that's great. (laughs) But I got really into Prince Harry. What? What? (laughs) Obsessed with Prince Harry fan fiction. And there was this one that was Prince Harry, but also it was like a love triangle between Harry Styles, Prince Harry, and this pathetic girl. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) it's me. (laughs) Just the audience surrogate character. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Oh my god, it's so fucked. And the the lead the lead girls in those stories are always like, I don't I'm so different at school but everybody has a crush on me even though i have nothing to contribute (laughs) (laughs) they're they're very like bella swan like that's why twilight took off because it's just a big fan fiction she fan fictions herself that's why we've got midnight sun oh my god she's just an empty shell ready for anyone to be like that is me (laughs) (laughs) yes oh fuck fuck bella truly what a boring hero she just like her story is just for her to get pregnant and have a horrific birth and then have a child that like grows in a, a moment so that she can fuck a werewolf like that's well speaking of fucking werewolves i was also a um <laughs> lupin serious shipper on <gasps> i i used to write lupin serious fan fiction oh i still to this day believe that lupin certainly is gay and Sirius, I think, is bi. But I'm pretty sure that Lupin is also like a, um, oh, my Siri just turned on. Um, <laughs> Ready to search porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Charlie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I reckon Lupin was a sort of almost like a metaphor for, like, the AIDS epidemic because he has, like, a lot of, you know, he couldn't get a job. There was all this, like, st- stigma that he had to keep sit- hidden about his um, werewolf status that he wanted no one to know about. For me, it, like, fitted very neatly into Lupin is gay. And Tonks is a beard? Like, Yes, Tonks is definitely a beard. Well, Tonks is gay. I mean, come the fuck on. She gets angry and turns into, like, her hair colour changes. Like, I, I the, yeah. you can't get more lesbian than that. <laughs> and also just, like, the whole, like, someone calling her Nymphadora and her being like, you know, don't fucking call me Nymphadora. It's Tonks, bitch. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. dead named her. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who hates trans people, she's certainly like... True. Yeah, fuck Oh, me. my God. Can we talk about the cancellation, deservedly, of J.K. Rowling? It's so upsetting to me that someone with that level of prestige and platform would just fuck it all to hell the way that she has done. Yeah. Like... I feel so torn because I'm such a fan of the series, but now I I feel like I can't even engage with it anymore. 
I don't know. How do you guys feel? Well, I feel like I, I read the books obsessively as a child, but then like as an adult, I revisit the movies. Like I don't revisit the books. And for me, the movies are Emma Watson and Rupert Grant and Dana Radcliffe. So I've kind of more, I was talking about this with my housemates the other day of just being like having like all the actors come out against that, even though there's yeah. so many more people involved in a film than the actors, but that was like enough for me because I'm like, I don't, I don't see JK Rowling in the movies. Yeah. I see those guys. And it's bigger than her. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. It's so much bigger than her. It's such a safe haven for queer people as well. Like, like especially like millennial queers, the amount of people who found solace in, in Harry Potter. I don't think it's easy though. And I also, yeah, cancel culture is so interesting because it means nothing to JK Rowling for me to cancel her in my mind. But for, for me, it means everything to be like, fuck you. Goodbye. She's mm. still like a millionaire. She's still constantly going to be earning money. She's already taken so much money from me that I don't like I couldn't even add up in my life. So me canceling her means nothing to her. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So why do people like act like I'm by saying that we've stopped her career? We haven't. She still yeah. she constantly tweets about how she gets support all the time. So mm. bitch. Personally, I never read or watched Harry Potter because I wasn't allowed to and it was too long. <laughs> 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 It was like not enough time when I would sneak out of the house. But um, yeah. I actually think cancel culture is so much less of a thing than people make it out to be in some cases. Because just yeah. as you were saying, all of those people generally still make money or they've already made the majority of their money. Like what else was J.K. Rowling going to do? Like write another book, you know? <laughs> like and in comparison to the book she's already written, anything she would have released now. Yeah, she's peaked. Like she's peaked. Like it's fucking over for her. <laughs> It's over, bitch. I reckon if she wasn't a transpho, people would still love her, tweet at her, buy her stuff, support her. Yeah. But by coming out as transphobic, she's just lost this huge following. But I don't think that's cancellation. It's just us going, hey, you don't serve the purpose of what we need from you, which is not being a transphobe and just putting out good content yeah. and you're not doing that. So fuck you. Yeah. It also brings to light how unusual and unique JK Rowling's position was because it's not actually that common that the writer of a series is so like publicly revered. Like I can't really think of many other movies that I'm like obsessed with that I would say that the writer, not even like the director of the film, you know, and she had that story about, you know, she came, you know, from relative poverty into riches and that kind of stuff. So her story was in itself part of that magic of the series. Mm. And so there is a big fall from grace that now happens of like, oh shit, now we have to completely think of them as two different things. And like, I I can think about Harry Potter as one entity, but JK Rowling is a whole other thing. And I, want nothing to do with her 
It also just frees me up now to buy unofficial merchandise, which I've always wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) I've been one of those people that's always like, no, I should buy official. I don't want to like discredit the artist or whatever. Like, but now I'm like, no, fuck that. No, Mm. fuck. No, 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 no. Get your discount. (laughs) Get that. (laughs) Yeah. Get it from Queen Vic Market. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so interesting when people, because I feel like centrists and right-wing people are so like freaked out by cancel culture. And I'm like, I don't think that, especially with like like that thing that happened with Josh Thomas months ago now, but there was that clip of him saying at, at a writer's festival talking about diverse casting yep. and he truly put his foot in his mouth and said some dumb shit and also said stuff that a people already feared to be true but like hadn't said it and stuff that like cast I've heard casting agents say Mm -hmm. in a way or like directors say roundabout so I think that like what he said didn't surprise people but it was how candidly he said it and also because he'd been on Twitter talking about coon cheese and stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and going off that and then this came out and I don't know it was it was weird and I feel like he got called out rightfully so Mm -hmm. and he apologized as he should and everybody was like guys be be kind to Josh like he he didn't know like he's just saying this like he was it was taken out of context blah blah Blah. cancel culture is dangerous yada yada i'm like no he's learning a lesson yeah, Fuck yeah. You. like so well, no one's canceled him he's still on netflix his show is still not on netflix or wherever yes. it is it's still everywhere he's still getting royalties yeah. exactly exactly mm-hmm. and i feel like whenever someone calls someone out for shitty behavior there's always people out there being like oh he's been canceled now has he or she's been canceled blah 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 it's like fuck you and also if a um, <laughs> the minority community has said that someone's cancelled then they're cancelled yeah have you seen it charlie yeah yeah i i saw it it's like it's like him on that panel with a couple other like right writers and comedians isn't it yeah it's embarrassing to be honest and his reaction to it was also just piss poor Mm. because it's kind of like twofold in a lot of these instances like there's the initial fuck up and then there's the like once you've been called out on it how do you then deal with it and I I, i feel like if they respond in truth and in real compassion and like formative kind of action well then like maybe that's good and like they can head towards redemption but there's something about people kind of not reacting openly and earnestly in the moment when they're called out rightfully that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, same. When somebody issues like a non-apology after oh being cancelled, that's when they yes. really get cancelled. But up until then... <laughs> the Jeffree Star yes. on you. <laughs> yes, up until that point, you can redeem yourself. Yeah. yeah. And even then, you just wait a year and then people have kind of forgotten it and you apologise again and then you're back. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Look at so many celebrities that are currently thriving that, you know, had multiple years of like being just besmirched and are now like no one would even remember that. Mm. Yeah. You know, even just like before, not in a cancelling way, but when you're talking about Drew Barrymore being off the rails and now she's back on her feet, I didn't even know that she'd been off the rails. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's sort of sometimes you just literally don't even catch it. It goes Mm. over your head. Yeah. 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 Which uh, brings us nicely into Free Britney, guys. (laughs) Finally. Okay, so to let everyone in, we have been trying (laughs) to talk about Free Britney for the past two episodes and we forgot in our first episode. I feel like Drew Barrymore and Britney are very similar. Yeah. both women. Both are women. <laughs> American women. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. American women. Did you, did you know about Drew Barrymore's childhood, Aurelia? Um, yes, I knew she um, had some addiction and rehab at 13 or something, right? She had oh. to go to rehab at 13 because she was, like, taking party drugs and stuff. And she talks oh about God. when she was, like, seven years old at, like, Hollywood parties and people would, like, give her drinks because they thought it was funny. There's an interview with... With Oprah, <laughs> classic, and Oprah is <laughs> sitting with her and her mom, and it's like to her mom, like, how could you let this happen? And it's fully like Drew Barrymore. I remember my mom telling me about it. I think it was around the time that Charlie's Angels came out because I was obsessed with the original when I was a kid. And she was like, this girl, I thought it was going to be like another River Phoenix or something. Like she was just a child star that went off the rails, and now she's like here and existing and carrying on, which is kind of amazing. I adore Drew Barrymore. Me too. I'm so proud of her. 
<laughs> actually like a celebrity I truly empathize with and that's rare for me Fuck yes. yeah. and I think Britney for me is in that same boat because I remember like listening to Britney Spears before I could even speak English <laughs> and just loving wow. loving the music and like singing along but singing along what I heard so there probably weren't even words <laughs> that I love that I mean I wish that we all started out that way with English to be honest yeah I mean it is the foundation of all language yeah yeah oops I did it again 100% but she she is such a like an incredible artist I went through I think lockdown one I went through like this YouTube hole where I was just watching Britney Spears video clips because I was like she's so fucking good and I never truly like appreciated how amazing she was at dancing as well Mm. and like just her video clips in general are amazing and then of course we we come to her her instagram has been a little little funny for a while yeah Mm. and i think funny is the right word because it started literally funny yeah people were kind of like what's she doing she's being bizarre this is hilarious and she's kind of just kooky but then it started to get kind of serious and dark and clearly something was up and then all the stuff like for me i started to actually see all those videos about the free britney hashtag and everyone going into what's going on behind the scenes and it it was like oh god this is a cry for help this is really something a lot Mm. I also believe there was recently a hearing about her. What is her it? Dad. Her dad being her not. What is the word? Not mentor, but guardian. Yeah, it's called a conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, since two thousand and eight, which is twelve years ago now, um, for those who can count. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> We promised no math from the beginning, but here we are. Math with Britney Spears is okay. So she she had that that iconic breakdown in 2007 where she shaved her head. Well, she got taken like um to a rehab facility. She was taken from her home and she was having like a full mental breakdown. And the saddest part is, is there's so much footage of it because she was just being absolutely annihilated and stalked mm. by um, the paparazzi. And she, after that, she got into a conservatorship which sounds shit. It's you basically have the rights of a child. She can't. Her father has access to all of her finances, finances. And, mm. and she only has limited custody of her sons. Yeah, that's horrible. So devastating because at the time of her breakdown as well, her both her boys were quite small. So she was probably going through who knows postpartum depression, breakdown of a relationship, and through all of that, she was being followed every single second. Like anyone would have a breakdown. Yeah, and she had no bloody childhood. Like you know, she was so young when you know she blew up into like you know international fame. Mm. That is gonna completely destroy your sort of like they are such formative years. And like I think about like where I was that you know mentally emotionally around the age that a lot of like you know young pop stars started becoming famous and I'm just kind of like I cannot judge them because I I can't imagine how how much it would be to have those kind of pubescent times just broadcast to the world like we all didn't feel and stupid shit Mm. and they're and they're working Britney was fucking working from like when she was like seven years old you know She was in the Mickey Mouse Club. She, like, went on to do her, like, pop stuff. She was in that, like, period of... of the fashion industry where it was all about torsos where everybody <laughs> had really like low cut jeans and then crop tops, which is uh, like, I don't know about you guys, but my nightmare. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Especially as a teenager, like just them being like the bit we really want to see is the bit that um, makes you cry. So get it out. <laughs> <laughs> see, it would be my nightmare, but my boyfriend's dream. Like he is always <laughs> requesting that I wear a crop top. I'm like, I'm not wearing a fucking oh my crop God. top. <laughs> That's so cute. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> oh my, Charlie, I would love to see you wearing a crop top, to be honest. Mm, I might. Maybe maybe for our promo. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch um, Jamie Lynn Spears' show, Zoe 101? Yes, I did. Off and on. And remember how she was also so much in the public eye from being Britney's sister and then she became pregnant as a teenager and lost right. her show and everything. Ugh. How old was she? She was like 16, 17. Something like that. Yeah. Fuck. Like 
those girls, they've been through it. Mm. Mm. And she recently came out and said, because people were like, how can you stand by when your sister's clearly like in a fucked situation? And she said something like, you don't know anything about it. And then basically deleted the tweet. Mm. Fair. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the thing that I think people find really fucked up is it would be relatively understandable if Britney Spears was in a conservatorship and we, and she wasn't working. Like the whole point of the conservatorship is to be like, she has, she doesn't have the mental capacity to handle her finances or her children or anything like that. Mm. So she's heading like a multi-million dollar brand and is the source of income for all these like subsidiary kind of people that, you know, work under her and above her and for her and it's just it's fucked it's really really grubby and corrupt mm. yeah and like how is she performing in vegas every exactly. night if she can't yes. handle herself it just makes no sense a vegas uh. residency is like one of the most intensive types of performance that there is i think i thought when you did a vegas residency you like it was over for you yeah <laughs> i, I used was- to think that <laughs> yes I thought it was like, you know, when you see like... You're out to pasture, head to Vegas. Mm. (laughs) It's not the same as like when some like forgotten B-grade rock band tours casinos in Australia. Like it's not... (laughs) It's different. It's not a cover band for ABBA. It's not a bistro artist. No. (laughs) (laughs) But truly, I... I, For the longest time, whenever someone had a Vegas residency, I was like, oh, see ya. And I don't think anyone like who's on the up, like Ariana Grande or fucking lady gaga will take a vegas residency but i think it's like perfect for someone like britney yeah it's basically like a best ofs concert yeah Mm -hmm. it's for a certain kind of artist for sure Mm -hmm. or a certain kind of show because if i went to vegas Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to see ariana grande i'd want to see her like (laughs) once and also her target audience would be so young i reckon it's like britney christina aguilera i would see yeah Celine. I'd say like yeah, Cher, Celine. Celine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. RuPaul, drag. Oh, everybody. fuck yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, speaking of which, we haven't discussed the season 12 finale or All Stars even. <gasps> I haven't watched All Stars, but I know who wins and I'm very happy for them. Have you watched All Stars, Aurelia? Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm so, like the season was crap, but Shay having a crown has brought peace to my 2020. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with this season? I've heard a lot of people's, it's genuine, like, I was going to start and then I saw everyone's comments and I think I might just wait till UK. Yeah, it was just challenges were crappy and I don't know, like other than Shay and Jujubee, the array of queens weren't as like all starry as in the past. And so it really just felt like Shay and Juju just carried the season. Yeah, exactly. Which is, it's so funny that this All Stars was so shit because season 12 was so great. It was Mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. I'm so sad that we didn't get the big finale. Yeah. Because what was going on with what Rue was wearing? What was that face mask? That was so weird. So weird. Can Rue not do makeup? I think so. But also, like, he doesn't even need to do drag. Like, he could just be, like, put on a nice suit and some foundation. Like, can you seriously not do even that much? It's ridiculous. I think there was something botched. What happened to his Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his Twitter. (laughs) I love when Rue deleted all his Insta and people were, like, speculating. Like, someone was like, oh, it's because he's about to get cancelled. And then someone was like, oh, no, it's because he's about to, like, reinvent himself. It's like, that is a 70-plus-year-old man <laughs> i don't think he's gonna be like it's time for rude 2.0 oh my god you're past the hill wait what's that um that taylor album the resolution or whatever redemption or resolution what <laughs> folklore wait what now i can't even think of it's like revenge <laughs> Oh my god, you've made me forget it. Oh, uh, red? No no, 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 no. It's like her being edgy girl. <laughs> and it looks oh, yeah. like an like a, an album cover for like someone in Year Nine Viscom. Yeah, it has a newspaper kind of print. Yes, reputation, reputation. Yes, resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm not. I, I'm not a Swifter. Like all respect to those who do love her, but I don't. I don't vibe with Taylor Swift, so I forget. I forget the name of her albums. Yeah, imagine if Rue did that. I'm surprised yeah. Rue. Rue was like proved himself to be like impossible to cancel. People yeah. have tried, and we have all right to cancel Rue. There are a few things that will survive the apocalypse, and Rue is one. Rue of them. Rue <laughs> with all the oil in his backyard. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> The fracking. <laughs> fracking. 
<laughs> Do you think anyone fears aging as much as RuPaul does? Maybe Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of in a tie, I reckon. Oh, Ru actually is in an episode of Beverly Hills and his caption is Adrian Malouf's friend. Ah! I was like, oh my God, this is truly a blast from the past that Rue's own like name is not enough for us to know who he is. Yeah. Friend of Adrian Maloof, Beverly Hills housewife. Fucking wow. Rue, the audacity. He was probably like up to season seven of RuPaul at that point as well. <laughs> the straights don't know. They don't. I really loved season 12. It was incredible. Me too. It was incredible. I enjoyed the fact that at, at a certain point they gave up on editing out Sherry Pie because I feel like mid-season we just didn't see Sherry Pie, but then they'd be like, and Sherry Pie, you've won this challenge. And we're like, but for what? <laughs> it fucked with the continuity. Yeah, mm. and it also like part of me was like, yes, edit her out, but another part of me was like, now it's more of a thing. Yeah. And I think she just made herself look bad in that one challenge where she was doing stand-up and she did... Oh. 17 minutes yes says it all and they were just showing that and i was like i hate her and i'm so glad she's portrayed in this light yes a (laughs) hundred percent i think as three stand-ups that moment was so viscerally uncomfortable like just the thought of someone going over their time that heinously makes me so uncomfortable and like as a theater person as well which she is she she knows (laughs) what she's doing Mm. yes and for someone who like calls herself a comedy queen as well and she would have been to stand-up shows and stuff like that she knew what she was doing she fucked everyone up have you guys ever been given like the proper like get the fuck off at stand-up like at a gig no i think i might have at the beginning because for the longest time i thought that they were taking a photo of me oh Oh my god Jordan! (laughs) (laughs) you're like posing i literally was like because like sometimes like like splinter comedy or something will post like a picture of everybody who did the gig yes and then from that point on i was like they're just documenting it documenting it oh my god the ego (laughs) you see the light flashing five times they're like get off yeah Yeah. minutes they're like get the hook and you're like oh what's this a prop you want me to pose as a prop (laughs) they're loving me yeah (laughs) more photos oh fuck i i actually cannot tell you when i like it would it would have been like pretty deep into because i was so anxious when i first started doing comedy that i just like i would watch other people but then i i wouldn't talk to anyone or I'd leave straight after the gig and be like, thank you for the spot and leave. Mm. <laughs> but like, I I can't remember. Someone said to me at a gig being like, oh, do you want to light at four minutes? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you just didn't know how long the spots were? No, most of the time I just assumed it was like five minutes. So I did my say five, which yeah. to be fair, like I never really like, especially when I first started, I didn't really go over. Mm. I don't fuck I don't know I don't know the uh, but truly for a long time I was like they always take photos like with the flash I think there was a couple times like when I was starting like you know when like you can kind of feel after a while what five minutes is like you you just get that sense you're like I'm kind of I'm wrapping it up now I like at the start I didn't have that at all so I just would sort of not really know how long content was and there were a couple times in the beginning where I think I ended up going for like seven minutes or something like that but I didn't get asked off and looking back on that I feel like it was because I was in drag that there was this kind of like (laughs) we can't boot her like that's gonna be that's hate speech yeah that's hate speech (laughs) I gonna give her a time but also, like, I've been in makeup for two hours. Like, you're going to let me fucking say my piece and then I'll leave. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's, like, a big difference going seven minutes when you have five than going... 20 minutes. Fucking yeah. Hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sherry Pie really, like, took that, chewed it up and vomited it out. Like, oh, heinous. I thought she was a good queen but a bad person. So that's that. <laughs> I hated her makeup. Me too. It was horrific. She looked so old. Yes. And just like that that sharp upper eye triangle thing with no under eye mascara was just a fucking eyesore. It was horrible. And her face and drag looked so huge. Yeah. Mm. Like as a... Mm-hmm. As a man, she looked quite proportional. <laughs> but in drag, her face was like bigger than her neck. 
Yeah. <laughs> it just looked like a skinny little neck with a big, big ass face. She looked like a cartoon. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm not usually one to like hate on people's makeup or like, you know, appearance or whatever. But when they're like a sexual predator, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Now I'm fuck not going to hold back. Yeah. Fuck mm, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when like Crystal Method was getting absolutely pooned that whole season for her makeup. And then Cherry Pie's walking up with the same shit every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Who were you guys rooting for in the finale? Because I was 100% Team Jada and I felt very happy that she won. Yeah. I was 100% Jada as well. I was like 80% Jada and 20% Crystal. I loved her. Yes. I'm like a bird. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> They're regurgitating off the food. Regurgitating? Isn't that Taylor Swift's album? <laughs> I <should. laughs> I'd love that. I was like, great choice. <laughs> I remember reading something a while ago that was drawing attention to the fact that a lot of Asian queens tend to get eliminated really soon. Yeah. Like Soju, like Rockham Sakura, which I think, especially in this season, because it's clear in my memory, in my mind for that episode, there were like two people in the bottom and it was Rockham and Aiden. And I would have sent Aiden home, but Aiden stayed. And there's been like other instances with the same, like a white queen and like an Asian or South Asian queen being sent home when they had in my opinion, and probably some of the audience as well, a lot more to offer in terms of their perspective and diversity because those queens always bring in aspects of their cultural background that not saying white people don't have culture, but... It's fine, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) But especially since there's like already five other white queens on that are safe, like why do we save that one instead of the other? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like especially like with something like All Stars 4 where it was like I think eight out of the ten queens were queens of colour, but still the winner was Trinity and like it ended up being a co-win with Monet Mm. and like... Trinity obviously like did awesomely, but it is a bit strange that like even in such a like queen of color season, you can still there's this protectiveness over the white queens and there's not the same care given for black queens or yeah. Asian queens as well. Mm. Mm. Are you guys ready for a queer and A? Yes, yes, let's do it. Great. Okay, so um, this one is from Kevin from Q, and Kevin says, I'm a gay male, age 24. I'm in a friendship with a man who I feel something more than friendship for. We get along so well, and he's everything in a man that I could wish for, but he's not gay. Oh. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's the operative. <laughs> I have told him I like him, but... He said he wasn't gay and never talks about women. He's single, 30 years old, and has had sex with three people. His choice of words. Oh, people's in quotation marks. <gasps> Is he fucking trees? Like, what's what's that mean? <laughs> what's going on? Confused. So he feels like this other guy is being intentionally vague. Yes, there's a bit of curiosity. He says, I'm so scared that if I push the subject, I'll get hurt and lose him as a friend, and yet I'm so desperate to spend time with him. He makes me feel special and good about myself. Do you think there's something more there, or am I just setting myself up to get hurt? Wow. <sighs> now, this is tricky. I personally haven't experienced having a crush on someone who is straight, apart from when I would have crushes on straight men, but that's different. I've generally find gay women very attractive, or as soon as I find out a woman's gay, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. How do you guys have you do you empathize with um Kevin's plight at all? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially like, you know, because he's talking about how this guy makes him feel really like seen and heard and he loves their friendship and the level of like emotional connection they have. Like that's pretty special, mm-hmm. gay or not. So I can see why this would be a really big thing for him, but I just don't think you can ever like push someone before they're ready Mm, yeah you just have to kind of leave it if someone says they're they're straight they're gay whatever you have to sort of respect it i agree but i think you should start planning seducing him (laughs) 
So you agree, but I think so. My advice would be keep doing what you're doing, texting each other all the time, hanging out, and then as time goes on, one or two or three months in, when you hang out, make it more special or intimate. Like go to a movie together. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if you're hanging out now as mates in a pub, like just try making it more datey and see if he's comfortable with that. Just like drop your little travel douche in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, do, do those little things to see if he's actually comfortable with little subtle things put a douche in a fruit bowl (laughs) (laughs) next thing you know it's been six months and you've been friends and you're like dan what you do (laughs) is you you talk about dating other people and see how they react to that and if they if it feels like they're responding in a way of like yeah you should date other people or if they're like really but why like we're such good friends and next thing you know you're a couple You're a fucking genius, Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you said seduce, I got so nervous. I was like, seduce? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. No, no, I don't mean like, you know, um, rip off your clothes and be like. No, no, no. Seduce is so subtle, you know. It's it's an yeah. outfit. It's a shoe. It's mental warfare. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I think that you've already had this. It sounds like you've already really had this nice conversation where he's hasn't cut you off from being a friend, which is rare amongst straight and gay male friendships. Usually there would be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that you can like appreciate that. I'm not saying be grateful because like we, we... what are we grateful for? We're like accepting crumbs at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy that. Enjoy the fact that you're still friends. Enjoy your friendship. Do subtle things. Check in every so often with a look or a a crop top or something and see what happens. (laughs) But all you can do is pave your own path. Don't wait for somebody to get a bike and ride you. (laughs) Ride you? (laughs) Yeah, he is waiting for that. Uh, I'm not good with analogies. I'm trying. (laughs) Well, fuck yeah. Well, I hope that we helped you out. Kevin from Q. We love the guys. We are your (laughs) angels now. (laughs) Uh, Guys, well, it's time for me to eat some soup. It's been really great chatting with you. (laughs) Yeah, well, go and eat that soup, Jordan. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Enjoy. Have you guys got anything to plug? (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Anything coming up? You guys making sourdough anytime soon? I was going to make enchiladas tonight. That's huge. Yeah, that is that is huge mm. in the grand scheme of things. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. I'm going to vacuum under my bed. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.